everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony. Welcome to this Thursday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Oh, you almost hit me there. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a mojito and a half in here, so. Ah, that explains it. I'm drunk driving. Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to have to keep you from getting behind the wheel. I know. You shouldn't have let me. Could you blow into this, please, ma'am, before you... Uh, <laughs> before started? I podcast? That's right. So big news today. Super big news. Super big news. That's why I'm drinking. I'm drinking to celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. I, I shed a tear earlier today. Did you? Yes. Uh, so yeah, so they've announced the opening date for Disney World. Proposed. Yes. Opening date. Yeah. Opening dates. There's all sorts of opening dates. So, but what are they? Okay, so uh, Disney made their presentation to the Orange County uh, Economic Recovery Council today. And they have proposed opening the Magic Kingdom and Animal Kingdom on July 11th and opening Hollywood Studios and Epcot on July 15th. Okay. Now, so I, my, for one, am shocked that Epcot's going to open. Yes. But my first comment is it's a lot later than everybody else. So you're talking about, you know, this is their proposed. Well, there's no chance that this isn't getting approved because I believe Universal was already approved, right? Right. And they're opening June Early 5th. Early June. So um, no chance that this is not getting approved. Right. Um, I, obviously, Disney's being much more cautious than some of the other parks. Um, also seems like maybe they're going to try to have things together a little bit better, um, better plans, uh, better apps, all, the, all those kinds of things in place perhaps before they open things up. Yeah, I think it's a multi-part uh, reason. Uh, one, they are a lot bigger mm-hmm. than the Universal uh, environment. Uh, you know, the Walt Disney World Resort itself is the size of the island of Manhattan. So it's it's gigantic. Um, on top of that, you've got four theme parks, two water parks, four mini golf courses, a shopping area, a dining area, which is just, you know, partially opened. Um, so they, I think they've got a lot more at stake. I also think that they want to let Universal go for a couple weeks yep. and see what happens. Yeah, why not? Because if something happens and there is an uptick in COVID cases in the Orlando area, um, I don't think Disney wants to be the reason. Well, and maybe they don't want to have to deal with shutting down again. So if they space it far enough after Universal opens, so Universal opens, if there's a big uptick in cases and the governor says, all right, no, forget it. We can't do this and shuts things back down again. Well, Disney hadn't ever reopened. So they don't have to, you know, get everything together to open and then not open. You know, it probably makes them look good. And right. it's probably, you know, from a financial standpoint, I would think better to just never have opened if if you're not going to be able to go forward with it. Right. So, um, but yeah, so super exciting. And then to your other point well, about... Uh, one other thing is, and it gets them past their second busiest time of the year, which is July 4th. Right. Yeah, that would have been hard to uh, to deal with because so many people want to go then and they just, right. they can't have everybody there. Um, so your second thing was uh, talking about Epcot opening on that July 15th date. Yes, that's also a surprise to me. I had really thought that they would hold out even longer um, I thought they would do the three um, other parks first and then, you know, months later open Epcot just so that they could maybe get the construction finished or at least well underway so that it was uh, more usable. Um, but that's not what they're doing. Right. And uh, I'm going to jump way ahead because we had planned on talking about this later. Uh, but you're going to open up Epcot. And uh, if you look in my Disney experience, uh, Spaceship Earth is listed as being closed. They were supposed to start their two-and-a-half-year refurb project on uh, May 26th, which was yesterday. 
Now, who knows if it was in the system right. as, you know, oh, on July 20, uh, you know, on May 26th, this is going to flip over to closed and we're going to list it as being refurbished. Uh, that could change, you know, July uh, July 15th rolls around and hey, Spaceship Earth is open. But right now it was still scheduled to close. We know they put $900 million worth of projects on the back burner right. uh, in order to save some money. I thought for sure that this would be one of them. Right, absolutely. Uh, especially since it hasn't started yet. Right. You know, if it's if it's not broke, there's no need to fix it. Right now. You know, you've already ripped up everything behind, yes. uh, behind Spaceship Earth, b- between that and the World Showcase. So you've got to work on that. There, you can't just leave construction right. walls up for three years. But if you can hold off refurbing Spaceship Earth. Yeah. I think if they if they do close Spaceship Earth, I think it's a poor decision. I don't know why they would do that right now. Not to mention, I think it's a great ride to get people in and out of with social distancing. You know, it's just those two rows behind each other. You give each person or each party their own little car and you don't have to worry about anything else. It's one more thing that you can actually put people on. It's an omni mover. So it moves at a consistent pace. You don't have to really worry about loading, unloading, spacing people. I'm going to hope that it was just sort of set in the calendar to be listed as closed and um, and that they're not actually going to close it because I think that would be a, I think it would be a mistake. Now it is supposed to be rethemed. Um, it was last rethemed in 2007, and its new name is going to be uh, Spaceship Earth: Our Shared Story. Yeah, I mean that's great. I don't think redoing Spaceship Earth is a bad idea. I just think it's a bad idea right now. Mm-hmm. All right, what else do you have for stories about uh, the reopening of Disney World? All right, so not only are the parks reopening. But, uh, you know, along with that comes resorts. Mm -hmm. Resorts are going to open as of July 11th. However, there are some exceptions. And that is Disney Vacation Club properties at Walt Disney World and Fort Wilderness Resort and Campground will begin their reopening on June 22nd. Okay. Uh, The Disney Vacation Clubs in Vero Beach and Hilton Head will be open to guests beginning June 15th. Uh, no word on what's going on at Aulani out in Hawaii, but I'm, I'm sure an opening date will come for that eventually. Um, you know, they've partially, well, they've begun their phased opening at Disney Springs, uh, and that came to phase two today with the opening of the Disney properties, and we'll get that into that a little further down the line. Um, you know, uh, we, we started talking about the presentation to the economic uh, task force. I think I called them a commission earlier, but they're, they're a task force. Um, and you know, I, I watched, well, listened in the background today to you, to Disney and SeaWorld give their presentation and it's all about social distancing, right? cleanliness. What are they going to do for employees? What are they going to do for guests? Everybody over three has to wear a mask, you know, sanitation stations, uh, uh, you know, disinfectant, uh, what, you know, stations when mm-hmm. you get on rides, off rides, right. um, payless, uh, cashless systems. Right. Uh, they were talking about park, park maps. We're not going to see park maps. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, this is not the death of the park map. (laughs) Melissa, uh, our friend, friend of the show, Melissa, um, was texting me today to tell me about it. And she's like, I'm not going back if (laughs) if they get rid of park maps. And I'm sure that, you know, she's just uh, half kidding, but it would be, it would be terrible if they never came back because a lot of us scrapbookers, um, you know, we love that. Like we save the park maps from each time and it, it's, 
it's really cool when you have put them in your scrapbook and you look back on them 10 years later because so many things have changed. Rides have been added, rides have been taken out, names have been changed, uh, different food kiosks have gone up and, you know, so much changes. And, and the only way to really keep track of that as a as a visitor who goes, you know, once a year is really through those maps. Right. So it, it would be really sad if they never yeah, came back. Yeah, you know, they made a point to say that it's, it's available, park maps are available via the app. Well, that's great. And that's great while you're there. But right. that doesn't help you when you leave when and you're trying to remember. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they were talking about menus. Menus are going to be available on the apps and QR codes that will bring up menus and they want menus to be disposable and... Um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, it's a whole new world and I'm not even uh, an Arabian prince. (laughs) So let's see what else is coming. Um, additionally, Disney stores are going to begin a phased opening, uh, with a select number of stores in the U S in addition to stores in Europe and Japan. So they're going to start rolling those out globally. Um, well, I mean, they started already right today. Um, which is Wednesday, was the first day of the Disney store in Disney Springs reopening, World of Disney. Correct. So uh, there, it probably wasn't the only one, I would think. There must have been maybe a few other hot spots that opened up their um, their Disney stores as well. I'm wondering if Fifth Avenue opened. I don't know. We'll or it's not Fifth Avenue Times anymore, Square. Times Square. Yeah, the, the good one in Fifth I know, Avenue. that was the best one. Uh, I, th- I think one of the biggest thing to, things to come out of this reopening announcement is the fact that they are putting a new reservation system in place. Uh, so like they've done at Shanghai, uh, you have to buy a ticket for entry. Um, and your ticket, in addition to a reservation, is what gets you into the park that day. So Disney has stopped selling tickets. They've stopped taking hotel reservations uh, at their resort properties uh, so that they can, A, work out this reservation system and contact all of the guests who currently have tickets and or resort reservations for these times. Because, of course, they're going to be limiting the capacity of the parks. Um, so who knows, you know, what this means. Um, we have yet to see the reservation system, even as a travel agent, you know, they, they sprung this on us during the economic task force recovery meeting. Is it going to be like the system that California used to, uh, reserve space at galaxy's edge when galaxy's edge opened up? Is it going to be a virtual queue? Yeah. Uh, You know, I think this is probably the biggest question mark in all that's been announced. Uh, It's not what I expected. I expected them to um, push annual pass, annual passes further out, um, you know, extend their their dates and have them not be valid for the first few months of opening and have people and have any tickets that people had for this time be refundable if they wanted them refunded. But that new tickets would have to be bought, which is, I believe, what they're doing in Shanghai. And that's what I thought was going to happen here. And it's not. So this whole reservation system, it opens up so many questions. You know, what if you're booked at a hotel, but you never, you haven't bought your tickets yet? I mean, if you're not, if you booked room only and then you were buying your tickets from a third party, which lots of people do, but you hadn't purchased them yet. Does that mean you've got a hotel reservation, but you're not going to be able to go to the parks? Um, a situation like ours, you know, we, we have tickets that were, um, for another time. They were very, you know, specific time. I assume that those are going to be able to be used for our new trip time, but I don't, I don't know. Is that how that's working? Um, Tony had a, um, a complimentary ticket 
as a part of being a travel agent. And those actually you pick up at will call when you're actually there. So um, the three of us, the three girls in the family, we all have actual tickets that are linked to our My Disney Experience account. And Tony does not. So that'll be interesting. Tony you know, might still not ever get to I know. <laughs> so like, do we get down there and, you know, they won't let him make a reservation for, you know, well, even before we get down there. But, you know, in the next couple of weeks when this is happening, will we not be able to make a reservation for him in the park for that day? Because we don't actually have his ticket yet. Um, so many questions. I think that's where, um, I think that's where this is going to get messy. Yeah. It's, it's uncharted territory. And if you go to the Walt Disney world website, uh, they have a section on reopening with a new park reservation system. And just in summary, uh, there's three parts to it. Park reservations, uh, initially park attendants will be managed through the new, new park reservation system to enter a park, both a park reservation and valid admission for the same park on the same date is required. New ticket sales. At this time, new ticket sales are temporarily paused. Existing ticket holders and annual pass holders will be able to make reservation requests in phases before new tickets are sold. Additional details will be shared with these guests soon. Uh, new ticket sales will resume after that period of time. And then lastly, new Disney Resort Hotel reservations. At this time, new reservations at Disney Resort Hotels are temporarily paused so we can focus on guests with existing reservations. Reservations will resume after that period of time. Um, Disney Resort Hotels, resorts, attractions, uh, restaurants, experiences, and other offerings may be modified and will be limited in capacity and subject to limited availability or closure based on direction from health experts and government officials to promote physical distancing. Um, the other thing noted is that some attractions and experiences like fireworks, parades, character meet and greets, uh, your bippity boppity boutique, uh, experiences like that are going to be uh, paused uh, and not held uh, when the parks open initially. Right. They hopefully will return at some point. So we just had this uh, dinner time discussion about this, um, about, you know, people who have these reservations, are they going to keep them? So you know, we have a reservation for August. We made our reservation for August after our April one was canceled. Um, we had every intention of going. And we still do have every intention of going. Now, people who have planned for, you know, 18 months and had these uh, August reservations out there, will they they still be going? You know, maybe not. Because if, if, you're, if you've made these reservations so far in advance and you're really looking forward to going, you haven't been in five years or you've never been, it's the first time you're taking your kids, do you want to take them when you're going to have to have them wear a mask, when you can't take them to the bippity-boppity boutique, when there's no fireworks, when there's no parades? When you so can't I, get an autograph and a picture with a character. Right. So I really do see even people who had have these reservations booked um, – canceling mm -hmm. because it's not going to be everything that right. it, you know, everything that it should be for your, you know, your first trip or your, uh, you know, your, that your once in once, a lifetime trip. Yeah. Your, or your, you know, your, uh, once every five years trip, you right. know, if it's, if it's something that you don't get to do all that often, um, it's probably not the right time. So I do see people, um, probably canceling. I think it's going to be the annual pass holders who are going to eat up a large chunk of who's going to be in the parks and, on the, a Disney, day. and the Disney fanatics. Yes, but if they already had reservations for that time. So right. that's where that gets tricky. Right. Um, you don't have to have had a reservation if you're an annual pass holder. That's true. You know, you're you're going to be down. You know, really, it's the, the Florida resident ones. It's mm -hmm. the people who live nearby. So, uh, all right. What else do we have? What else do we have? Uh, let's see. When the parks do reopen, there will be limited monorail and ferry boat transportation. I wonder if the Skyliner is going to be running. Uh, let's see. Uh, I bet it is because it's like it's easier to, to social socially distance, right? Because right, you but put then one party. Then you've got to clean it out each time. How Maybe. do you pause it? Maybe. 
I feel like the CDC is being um, a little bit more lax as far as transfers of the virus on um, physical things, Mm -hmm. you know, by touch. You know, I feel like it's they're leaning more towards that it's about uh, person to person contact. Right. You know, so social distancing is is the big thing. Um, So I don't know, you know, maybe. But I mean, it's going to be the same thing with rides. I mean, are they wiping every ride down every time? Maybe. Or maybe they're just making you sanitize your hands every time, you know, before you get on something. I mean, it's the same as a ride, really. I just see that upon opening, transportation will be available for resort guests, albeit on a limited basis. Transportation will be available via monorail and ferry boat at this time. It is unknown whether transportation options will still include resort buses or the Disney Skyliner. I'm going to say the Skyliner definitely is going to be running because I think that's their best option. And how how can your buses not run? How are you going to get people around? Right. Yeah. I think if anything, you cancel the monorail and the ferry boat because then your buses can just drop right off at the entrance. But even so, I mean, buses, how many people can you put on a bus? You can't pack the buses like you do. You've got to kind of run everything, I I think. And, but just, you've got to limit the amount of people that you let on each one. Right. Which means you've got to run things at a high, at a high number, but with less people. And maybe now they start to enforce things like, unless you have a reservation at the park, you can't ride the bus. Right. Yeah. All right. Time will tell. Yes. Uncharted territories. As I like to say, in these unprecedented <laughs> times. I know that's your favorite tagline from this whole uh, right? pandemic. All right. What's Bob Chapek have to say on CNBC? Well, not long after the presentation was made uh, down in Florida, which was not made by anybody of note. Right. It was just, uh, you know, hey, here's the guy from Disney. Right. Um, Bob Chapek was actually on CNBC with Julia Borstein. And uh, they asked, why are they waiting more than a month uh, after some of the other parks? Uh, And Bob Chapek said, we want to make sure that we present to our guests, uh, that what we present to our guests when we open up is going to be a quintessential Disney experience. And while we'll have a substantially lower number of guests, we want to make sure we do it in a responsible way so that they can make those lifelong memories that last a lifetime without parades, fireworks, uh, enforcing social distancing and masks. Yes, it's... We still want to go. Right. It's still, it can still be amazing and it might even be more amazing. You know what? I don't care if I can't even go on a ton of things. Even if the lines, you know, for things are going to be a long time to wait, you're probably not going to have to wait in that line. It's probably going to be virtual. There's not going to be a ton of people walking around, you know, on the, on the streets, in the walkways, just to be able to you know, have a little space when you're there to be able to take pictures without a thousand people around you. Right. That's, it's a different experience, but I still think it's going to be amazing. Right. Okay. Uh, and then they asked him if they thought the parks would be profitable. And he said earlier that they would not open a park unless we could at least cover our costs of operating and make a contribution towards fixed costs and overhead. And that is the case with Walt Disney World as well. He believes that they will be at least able to cover costs during opening of the parks, but at the same time work them incrementally as they become better at putting more folks inside or the guidelines loosen up a little bit. Uh, So they will surely make baby steps towards improving the numbers of guests they can accommodate while always ensuring that we open up responsibly. Okay. Um, and then DVC has released additional details on their reopening. Yeah, so their uh, all of their properties uh, on uh, at Walt Disney World will open on June twenty second, and they put out a note to their members. 
that if my iPad would allow me to scroll properly. Um, they are all set to welcome their guests home. They're going to do enhanced cleaning, increased cleaning and sanitation in high traffic areas, new hand, san hand sanitizing stations in key areas, physical distancing in restaurants, lobbies, pools, fitness centers, and other public areas, including reducing capacity where appropriate, i.e. the pools, maybe, who knows. Mm -hmm. um, and they're going to try to use uh, cashless payment systems. Um, they are opening, uh, they are not opening the villas at Disney Grand Californian or Aulani at this point. Those dates are coming. Uh, and then a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, if you had April, June, and uh, April, June, and August, September, October 2019 points that are set to expire in 2000, they're going to be extended for one year. If you had points that were going to expire in April and June and now August, September, and October 2018 that were banked, they are now going to expire on November 30th. So you're not you're only getting an additional month to use those, mm -hmm. uh, depending upon at, at least a month, you know, maybe six months, depending upon that uh, when it was originally set to expire. So they are extending the uh, expiration point for the 2019 points. Um, which is good for, for members who are DVC club. Absolutely. You know, so good for them. We'll talk to Dave. Dave's got to have a trip set at some point. Probably. All right. Um, Disney Springs has been open for, uh, what, about a week now? Yep. Um, and today was the first day that the uh, Disney-owned shopping opened. Uh, so that includes World of Disney. And if you were on social media at all today, you could see that there was quite the line to get into the World of Disney. Actually, it was three hours um, however, that was not um, a stand-in-line line. Apparently, that was a virtual line, so that makes it a little bit better. That was the line to sign up for the virtual queue. I don't think that was three hours long. There was a long line to sign up for the virtual queue, but it was not a three-hour long line. You had to, you did have to wait in a physical line to sign up for the virtual queue. Um, the virtual queue was about three hours once you were okay. signed up. Right. Um, and then, so... In Disney Springs, uh, now obviously there's more people coming. It started out that first day with uh, with crowds being quite low, but now uh, crowds have increased. And uh, they're doing something sort of fun and different to make sure that people are keeping their distance. That's right. Uh, they have armed stormtroopers patrolling Disney Springs from uh, balcony stations. Uh, throughout armed uh, what are Disney they armed Park. with well, you know they've got their blasters i don't think they've actually it would be so awesome if they had like water guns and they were just like squirting people if they were too close i don't close. think they've actually opened fire on any guests <laughs> uh, but you know they're notoriously bad shots anyway so they'd probably just that's miss. true um but they are there you know they're talking to people uh i think it's kind of cool i think you it's a great you idea can't get the galaxy's edge so so bring a little more magic and I think, you know, if they're actually doing, if they actually are trying to enforce social distancing and truly calling people out, you know, like, hey, right. you know, step back a little, whatever, um, I think it's a great way to do that and still have fun with it. Well, they also have the social distancing squad, which are people from the child care uh -huh. uh, at the resorts, and they've got them going around Disney Springs. Being and friendly and, and hey, try to stay apart. Enforcing that. Um, I, I think one of the funniest things in the course of the meeting today was... Uh, one of the economic task recovery task force folks said, how are you going to enforce wearing masks? Mm -hmm. And the Disney representative said, well, we have strongly worded signs. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that, that'll do the trick because everyone listens to strongly worded signs. <laughs> okay. Um, what else do we have going on at Disney Springs? There's a few things that were supposed to open there. Uh, are they still going to be opening? Uh, just the M&M store. Okay. Uh, the M&M store is leaving the Florida Mall. 
uh, and coming over to uh, a new 10,000 square foot complex at uh, Disney Springs. And it is uh, on target to open. It has not been held up by the uh, virus or its closure. And uh, there's no official date, but it is targeted for 2020. Okay, great. Um, let's see. We already talked about Spaceship Earth being closed or saying it was closed. Um, all right, let's talk about SeaWorld. SeaWorld, what date do they have? SeaWorld is planning on opening June 11th. Okay. So it looks like Universal, SeaWorld, Disney. Okay. Um, SeaWorld actually manages three parks in Orlando. Mm-hmm. They have 12 parks nationwide. I did not know that. They're, they're what? Bush Gardens, right? Bush Gardens, the Sesame Place, mm-hmm. SeaWorld. Uh, and then in Orlando, they have Discovery Cove, Aquatica, and SeaWorld itself. Right. So okay, they're so going to open to the public. Uh, June 11th. June 11th. Okay. And what about Legoland? Legoland has been given the okay to open as of June 1st. Uh, it looks like uh, they are going to have a 50% capacity, which is about 6,000 folks per day. And, uh, of course, everybody's going to have to have their temperature done. And 100.4 degrees will send you home. And cash will no longer be accepted. Okay. Fair enough, right? I mean, yeah, got to do what you got to do. Cash is dirty stuff. Right. Even in the best of times. Okay. And then um, where's California stand on all this reopening stuff? So over in California, it appears that theme parks, uh, including Disneyland, are now part of stage three of their roadmap to reopening the state. They were initially thought to be in stage four, along with nightclubs, concert venues, and live sports. Uh, but they are not. They are in stage three, which includes uh, salons, gyms, theaters, and sporting events without audiences. Uh, right now, parts of California are currently in stage two, with some counties moving to stage 2.5. Ooh. So I don't know if there's a 2.6, <laughs> but uh, Disneyland is in phase three. Okay, great. All right, so uh, let's get ready for trivia. All right. All right, everyone, get your pens and pencils ready and put your thinking caps on because it's time for another episode of Isabel's Disney Trivia. What's our topic today is? Theme for tonight is Finding Nemo. Excellent. I love Finding Nemo. Okay. Question one. Which reef do Marlin and Nemo call home? I don't know. I said the coral reef. I said the (laughs) drop-off. The Great Barrier Reef. Ah. No, that's in Australia. <laughs> They're in Australia. In Australia. Oh. Yeah. I, I was going to write that down. Coral okay, reef. I thought <laughs> someone would get that one. I mean, it was a coral reef. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Question two. Who is the voice of Dory? Hold on, I yawned. Um, Ellen DeGeneres. I also have Ellen DeGeneres. And I have Ellen DeGeneres as well. Good that's job. Nima says it. My pen's not working. There's other pens over there. Oh, it started. There it goes. Okay. Question three. What type of fish is Nemo? A clownfish. I also have clownfish. And that's three clownfishes. Good job. All right. Oh, fishes. So tie. Question four. Which fin, left or right, is Nemo's lucky fin? <laughs> I said left. Left. It's his right. <laughs> it's his right. Damn. <laughs> Question five. Who in the movie came up with the name Nemo? Marlon. I said Nemo's mom. I said his father. It's his mom. Uh, yes! Actually wrote his mother okay. and his father. Well, Lily, you know, do you know his mom's name? No. Mrs. Nemo. <laughs> Coral. Oh. Uh. No. All right. It was her reef. Yeah. 
<laughs> so what's the total there, bud? Lily ended with two, and there was a tie, and you each had three points. Excellent. Well, that was a very fun, uh, fun game, Isabel. Until next time, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. I'm Isabel. And I'm Lily. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.